0: Complete darkness, All fall. Fall. Overloads. overloads fire, Translation As fuel overloads a fire. So the embryo created by the semen of Kashyapa and the womb of Diti has caused complete darkness throughout the universe. Please repeat. As fuel overloads a fire. As fuel overloads, as fuel overloads fire. So the embryo created by the semen. So the embryo, the embryo created by the cement, of Kashyapa in the womb of Diti, Diti has caused complete darkness throughout the universe. Has, has caused complete, complete darkness throughout the universe. universe. The darkness throughout the universe is explained herewith as being caused by the embryo created in the womb of by the semen of Kashya. As it is, Om Gyanatmiran Kashya, Yaranjana Shradhaya Chakshu and Mithakina, as <laughs> my sweet Guru's <laughs> kingdom. Namaste. I gathered on the government of the state of the government 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 of the
1: Shri Krishna Jaitanya
0: Prabhupada Shri Adwita Gararar Shri Vazari Ghor Vati Vinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare Rama Again, as fuel overloads of fire, so the embryo created by the semen of Kasyapa in the womb of Diti has caused complete darkness throughout the universe. fuel is covering the fire. Flames are suppressed. So Krishna describes in Bhagavad Gita how the spiritual world is not illuminated by the sun and the moon, uh, but itself itself self-effulgent. And this is the nature of spirit, is that every single jiva, the spiritual world itself, Lord Krishna, of the expansions of Krishna, the paraphernalia, they're all a um, The light that comes from the soul is conspicuous by its absence in this material world. Because it's covered by illusion. And that illusion is not is not subduing or eliminating the light from the soul, but it's simply covering. It's covering the light from the soul. And this fire can be compared to yajna. We light like the fire of sacrifice. Fire of sacrifice means we're, we're endeavoring to please Krishna. And this enables the soul's effulgent nature to manifest. When yoga is covered by uh, sinful desires and activities, then it's suppressed. Um, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, unless we perform sacrifice to please Lord Vishnu, then we're bound in this world. And he describes different, three different varieties of levels of which we're covered. So the first is like fire being covered by smoke. So that means that there's yoga there, but there's still some lust there. That's a on the purification process. Or dust covering a mirror, we can't see our true nature at all, look in the mirror we just see dust. We don't see a foliage the spirit of spirit soul, or a womb covering an embryo. To that degree, no light can come It's complete darkness within the womb. So we're also within the womb of the Supreme Lord, covered by our material desires, which suppress our true nature. And Krishna speaks specifically about four different varieties of consciousness in which no light can come in, Says they never surrender to me. Krishna and his representatives are guiding the way towards resurrecting the soul's effulgent nature, and no light can enter into the degree that we are covered by these material desires. So he says, first he says the mudha. Mudha is like those who are simply working to receive material reward. That's all their their full consciousness. So I'm just doing so I can enjoy my senses. I can accumulate and enjoy my senses. That's the, that's the only uh, program for the uh, mudha. And then the naradhamma. Naradhamma is the lowest of mankind. Prabhupada describes, because nara means human, they have a human form of life, but they aren't utilizing it to perform yajna, they aren't aren't performing religious practices to elevate, to move towards the spiritual, effulgent, beautiful world where we belong, they're not at all doing that, they've given up religious principles, so dhamma. And he describes the purificatory processes, the samskaras, like, for instance, garbhadhana samskara, where the parents prepare the consciousness, their consciousness, to receive a child into the womb. We have the name-giving ceremony, the hair-cutting ceremony, and then later on we have marriage ceremony, um, and then we have a diksha, we have initiation. So there are different samskaras throughout life that set the stage to be in a state of consciousness to receive the light of God into our life, into our consciousness, and to pursue that path of light. So it's interesting because birth is celebrated in this world, right? Like it's a big deal. It's become ingrained in our consciousness that when Our birthday is approaching, there's some excitement, because the birthday is a big deal. And we want to celebrate one another, but we don't want to celebrate birth in this world. Because birth in this world means darkness. That's what it means. It means coming into darkness. So this is a fearful situation now, because another demonic soul is being born into the world. So, what's new in the material world? When we're we're coming into this material world, we're coming to explore the material nature. And so there's a a dread because not only are we going to be part of the exploitation, but we're entering a world where other people are taking advantage of us. So, there's a foreboding, there's a dread in our heart, actually. Externally, it's celebratory. You know, they have the um, uh, baby shower. It's a great celebration. And, And all the family members come. But actually, there is darkness. And so this impending fear, because as Gangamachupo was speaking, uh, this is an awkward situation for the soul, and pain is ever-present. Pain is interwoven into the reality here, this darkness of exploitation. And so it's kind of like waiting for a surgical operation in the waiting room, um, where you're waiting for the dentist. To see the dentist, you have to have some serious... Uh, work on your mouth, this foreboding feeling, this dread actually, underlying dread, how call it, uh, in society, that we're entering in a place of darkness, dukulayma shashvatam, temporary and filled with suffering. And, so how can it penetrate, you know, grossly feel as the lowest among mankind, um, those whose knowledge has been stolen by illusion. They can never surrender unto me, Krishna says. No light can enter. He describes those type of people who are like the philosophers and the scientists and the politicians, those who are a shadow reflection of the gyanis. The gyanis are trying to uh, dive into the teaching is given by Krishna and the Vedas. They're trying to cultivate spiritual knowledge, but those whose knowledge has been stolen by illusion, they're simply um, on the speculative platform, and so they're in complete illusion because they haven't accepted the Vedas, the way towards life, towards the light, the Vedic truth. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the light." So, guiding the way towards the love of God. But that can't enter that light cannot enter and and then the final class says those who partake in the atheistic nature of the demons they never surrender to me they decry god's existence they say god is dead papa said they become a competitor of god so no light can enter it's a very sad situation yet when light comes It can illuminate the the densest of darkness, right? It doesn't matter how dark a room is. And light enters. Then we forget about the darkness. When the sun rises, we forget about the darkness of night. Isn't that true? It's gone. It's it's, it's history. It's a vague history. It's gone. And so we see this in the history of... Of the spiritual world of, of the teachings and the Vedas, we see these personalities. We've been speaking about Driva Maharaj, had these great material desires. When when he when he realized Krishna, the darkness was gone, Nova Thakur, he was so lusty that he was at the funeral of his father and he left the funeral service to go see the prostitute. And the light of God came into his heart and he realized Krishna directly. The darkness was gone. Ajamiya, he, he gave his whole life to sinful activities, living with a very degraded woman who was a prostitute. And when he called the names of Krishna and Narayana, light came into his life and illuminated the darkness. Um, all the demons in Krishna's pastimes. and Krishna came the light of Krishna came and eliminated the darkness. Darkness is completely gone. And yet these persons, they still had some fertile ground to work with, to be able to realize the absolute truth. They wouldn't be classified in these four categories because they had piety. They had a, a groundwork of piety. Krishna says, "We never lose what we gain." In spiritual light, they had some groundwork, but. Jagai and Madai. Jagai and Madai. They were the exemplars of these four that never served to Krishna. Grossly foolish. The lowest of most mankind. Those whose knowledge has been stolen by illusion. Those who protect the atheistic nature of the demons. Jagai and Madai were the exemplars of this consciousness. Who were completely covered by lust, just like the womb, covers an embryo, completely covered, can never surrender to Krishna, but when they mercy. That's because Dagan and they represent the living entities in Kali Yuga, those very unfortunate living entities in Kali Yuga who, who invite these four types of people that never surrender to Krishna. So where light can never enter those who can never surrender, the light of Lord Chaitanya's mercy can go through. Can penetrate that. Denses of coverings. That's the nature of Lord Chaitanya's mercy. And that's what we've been given. And so, we can actually, because of this unlimited mercy of the Lord, we can actually reach the hearts of those whose hearts could never be reached before. We have that potential because Gordi ties mercy. This is a, a wonderful time to not only make progress in spiritual life, but realize the full light of Krishna. Describe that Krishna's light is everywhere. It's like um, through his Brahman effulgence, it pervades the whole of existence. He's as Paramatma. He's within every single atom. He's within the heart of every single living entity, from the microbes, the smallest of living entities. He's there, holding. He, through his Bhagavan feature, he's sustaining everything. He's, he's, he's making everything happen. He's a witness. And he's, he's reciprocating love eternally. The light of Krishna's love is eternally shining in the spiritual so, we can never experience this full realization of God, of love of God. We couldn't even experience any of the light of God. But through Gordita's mercy, that light somehow penetrated this thick covering of illusion of this Kali Yuga. So, we're so fortunate. And, like they say in Christianity, uh, let your light shine. Remember that song. This little light of I'm gonna let it shine. Don't don't. They say don't hide the light under a basket. Take it to a hilltop. Let the light shine. Let the light of Lord take to shine. That's the and we're bringing a little rays. We're bringing the rays of light. We're bringing powerful rays of light through Prabhupada's books, through the holy names, through prasadam. This unlimited mercy can penetrate or can never be penetrated before. Covered hearts. Like the dense darkness. So, <clears throat> so Srila Prabhupada, he was conversing with Shamasundar, Sundar, his disciple. And Shamasundar Sundar, he was speaking about Kirkhart, kirk- kirk- because this was Different conversations probably had with his disciples about different philosophers. And uh, Kierkegaard, Shamasundaprabhu was saying, was describing authenticity of living. And he was saying, those who um, just follow the group, they lose theirs themselves. They lose their authenticity. And they just get swept away by this group thing. They call that modern psychology. Where you, you lose your own ability to think, yourself, and you just get swept away by what everybody else is doing. And Prabhupada said, yes, but actually, he says, authenticity means how to live without death. Because um, when we're in this this darkness of illusion, even if we somehow feel like we've gained individuality, um, living in this world Embodied um, body in the human form. Actually, it's, it's an illusion of light. It's like artificial life. I don't know if any of you have experienced being in a very bright room with fluorescent lights when you're very tired. you ever had that experience? It's really painful. It's, it's, it's like torturous, actually. Because your body... Wants to the nocturnal cycle of the body, the body wants to sleep and this artificial light is coming. So this world is like that, it's like artificial light. Because again, we're celebrating the birth, we're coming into this world. Uh, oh, you know, it's a boy or it's a girl, and all the family members are there, celebrating. The sun is shining outside, but it's artificial light. So there is no authenticity in this world because we're living in a dark place. We're living in a very dark reality. So the coverings have to be removed, and that can only be there by the light of the spiritual world, by the light of Krishna and his and his representatives. And so then that brings us to because we of course we know that the solution is the holy names of Krishna, his association with devotees, his prasadam, living in a holy place, discussing the Prophet's the, books. The, we know we know the solution. Yet, if we understand, when we discuss, we understand deeper reasons why it's so powerful, then we get more enthusiasm in our heart to practice them every day, because we realize the potency. It's like if a doctor prescribes something, then we may take the medicine, but when the doctor describes why we take it, and why it's so beneficial for us, why we don't want to miss taking it, then that gives us more impetus and enthusiasm to to take advantage of that medicine of that medicine of the holy names the diet of Krishna Prashadam and so I want to read some of these quotes by Nishastra by different people from Nishastra 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 Based on the modes of nature we associate with, we take on those qualities. And so the light comes through the association. And if we're associating with darkness, then we're only going to be in darkness. If we associate with light, then we take it thereafter. He is free, his attraction becomes fixed, and a real devotion and devotional service begin. Now, so this gives the definition of devotees, which is to discuss the pastimes of Lord Krishna and his instructions. This is Bhakti to Jerusalem. To be in Iska means to be in the association of devotees. If you remain in the association of devotees, your spiritual life will be protected. Because again, darkness is turning away from the light. We stay in the light. How can darkness enter? Back to God, where there is uh, God and there is no darkness. This is from looking from association with the devotees of Lord Krishna leads to our association with Lord Krishna. It's like if you're walking on a path and somebody's shining a flashlight. That's how devotees are doing. You know, if you're walking on a dark path, you can easily stumble and fall, but if somebody is, is behind holding a flashlight, then you can see. So if you stay in that environment where the flashlight is being shined, then you, you won't fall you won't stumble. This run in us one. Our consciousness and our motivations in life are like spectacles, having different colors, which make everything appear tainted. Association of saintly people and regular spiritual practices give us the vision and the philosophical ideal, which help us to see the world clearly. It's my teacher responded. Always live in Viscan and never leave God because Viscan is the lotus feet of Sri Prabhupada. Serve Sri Prabhupada in your whole life. By only reading scriptures without devotee association, one becomes an impersonalist. As the spiritual world it means how to associate with devotees, and so if we are deluding ourselves that we are with Krishna in the spiritual world. We're not the, with devotees, um, we can't imbibe the qualities of the spiritual world. The spiritual world means how to serve devotees, how to interact with devotees, and in this way be with Krishna. This is Ramana Swami. So association of people who are striving to be determined helps us to become determined. This is Bhaktivinoda Bhakti, Swami. By glorifying the Lord, we can remain in His association. Is Simply by associating with a pure devotee, one becomes wonderfully advanced in Krishna consciousness. Sadhu sangha or association with a devotee, means always engaging in Krishna consciousness by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. But he whose heart is contaminated sees things differently. Therefore, by satsanga, or association with devotees, one becomes perfectly pure in heart. This is Sri Prabhupada. Cause of devotional service to Lord Krishna is association with advanced devotees, and that is the root cause. Even when one's dormant love for Krishna awakens, association with devotees is still most essential. But every phase, association is the most essential. This is Lohanath Swami. Krishna has made an arrangement for the humans to escape from the clutches of maya, which is associating with his devotees. This is Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. There is no other way of associating with transcendence besides hearing. And how can we hear? We have to hear from devotees. This is Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Association is the principal impetus in human life to serve Sri Hari. Due to association of non-devotees, one gets material prosperity. Due to the association of, of devotees, the spirit soul gradually becomes absorbed in serving Sri Hari. This is the greatest shelter for a human being. Never become adverse to that. This is Radha Swami. We become who we associate with. If we associate with pure, simple people struggling to be devoted, then slowly we will be perfect. We will perfect our path to devotion. But if we associate with material-minded people, we will always be perplexed and confused to what we are doing. This is there are many societies and associations of pure devotees, if someone with just a little faith begins to associate with such societies, his advancement into pure devotional service is rapid. Sishy Labhava. A pure devotee considers a moment's association with another pure devotee to be far superior than residing in heavenly planets, in the merchant, and the brahmana The topmost benediction. For those who are living in this material world and are subjected to the repetition of birth and death, and transmigration is association with pure devotees, the root cause, the topmost of benediction. At every phase, this is essential. somehow give them Krishna consciousness, um, because we, we can easily get caught into a sentimental uh, mindset, and we get caught in that, and then we can get swayed, because sentiment is very strong, actually emotions are what pushes a living entity to perform actions, so we have to um, start seeing our family members with spiritual vision, and if they become really adverse, what we're doing into Krishna consciousness completely, then we need to give give space, because it's not good for them either. Because if they're putting a barrier between you and Krishna, or you're being offensive to Krishna, then their spiritual life is going to be negatively affected. um, The idea is we can associate with them and and, and spend time with them to degree, us and take away from our primary duty. Because by doing our primary duty, we're also going to benefit them in the best way. Like they get benefit. And that's the power of the light of Krishna consciousness. That the Prabhupada describes how one fragrant tree in the forest can give fragrance to the whole forest. So that light of Krishna consciousness is very strong. So we can benefit our family members. And we just don't want to, we don't want to get deviated. Because our deviation not only hurts us, but it hurts them too. So, does anybody want to add to that? Well, I think that my experience is that they're a non-demodi family. They have a sentimental attachment that their family members become a devotee, but they don't really understand it. And so, they're so entangled. That's uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So much power in that sentimental attachment, and like I say, they don't know—they don't have any idea—they don't know that they may um, give you bad association and, and break you down, so to speak. And they just can't—they never understand that because they think their association is really yeah. Yeah. wonderful. yeah. We need to protect our consciousness. on how our consciousness is about. Because like we're losing enthusiasm we to do devotional service and we need to take a step back, we need to go back and dive deeply into Krishna consciousness. But on the other hand, that sentimental attachment can be beneficial for giving a Krishna sometimes. Like, you know, my mom, she has a sentimental attachment to her son, so she, she flies me out to South Carolina and I'm able to do reject Krishna to various degrees just because of her sentimental attachment. I'm just a keeper, she's a keeper. She feels like you are my son. So I can, I can use that opportunity to give her Krishna consciousness the best I can. sometimes actual association. Yeah. Well one thing is <clears throat> the first quote we read is the association of your devotees is discussions of the pastimes of the Supreme Personality Godhead um are discussed. So um, we can be with devotees physically but if we're not associating through vibrating the glories of the Lord and the names of the Lord. Then that association is going to be limited. Um, another way to look at it is that uh, we can't you know, artificially impose Krishna and Kata um, if somebody is not interested or is probably the motives of nature. So in that sense, we can learn to tolerate, which is a blessing to be able to learn to tolerate. <laughs> That's actually one of the greatest benefits of living in a temple environment. That's my realization. To be able to learn how to tolerate that. Because by learning to tolerate, you can make a lot of spiritual advancement. Um, And at the same time, gain compassion for those persons and think about how we can help those persons to the degree they're willing to be moved along. So, I mean, it's it's tricky, it's a balance because, on one hand, we have to protect the sanctity of the temple of the Sangha. On the other hand, we want to help those who are struggling. So it's this constant balance. But I would say the big, best solution is to really associate with devotees by talking about Krishna, glorifying Krishna, reading Prabhupada's books with devotees, chanting the holy names with devotees, serving with devotees. This is, if we really awaken the true nature of sadhu Sangha, then I, I think that we'll be able to see See the devotional nature of the devotees we're serving. You have anything you want to add?
1: Um, no, but, um, sometimes if devotees live by themselves, they, they feel that they're very spiritual and they have all good qualities. And you know, they do well, of course, but then when they're put in trying circumstances, then the real nature comes out of the top. our mood, it has to be, you know, with a certain, you know, we can't see that amongst devotees that are really dedicating their lives, although they may still have bad qualities and they can't criticize them.
0: I have a purifier in process and I can think about the association.